the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shosha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you very much for joining for another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. I am not here with Thomas this time, but instead I am with Laura Chris. Hello, Laura. Hello. How are you today? <laughs> I'm very good, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me on this. No worries at all. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while, and as I mentioned, uh, I wanted to talk to someone from Adventure Gamers. Yeah, I should, I should have said that you are part of the Adventure Gamer staff <laughs> as well. I should have mentioned that. <laughs> Yes, I'm not just a random person. <laughs> yes, no, just so, some random person I've just met. It's uh, yeah, so Do you know what adventure games are? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's like, right. Yeah. Like Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, so you're from Adventure Gamers. Uh, you write articles and you've been pretty busy the last uh, month or so. And we have bit. a lot to talk about. Yes, indeed. <laughs> So we will be talking about Gamescom, there are a lot of adventure games and narrative-driven games, and also you will be telling lies in, fe- in the <laughs> near future, <laughs> or, or at least you'll be reviewing the game, telling lies, that's it, I think, I yes. Yeah. <laughs> as, as people who listen to this know, I, I love telling really, really bad jokes, so <laughs> I'll I'm try to keep them to that one. <laughs> now I hope you will be truthful okay we'll move on um, yeah. <laughs> so this is your first time on the show and hopefully you will join us again uh, regularly be glad to have you uh, but this is your first time on the show I was wondering if you could introduce yourself and let us know this, this always seems to be the most difficult question for people to come on the show but what are some of your favourite adventure games okay so yeah hello uh, as you said my name's Laura um i am based in the uk and i have loved adventure games for i don't know how long now um probably since i was quite young uh i started off with i actually the first adventure game i played was actually uh escape from monkey island which was uh probably the way i know (laughs) when i say that to people they're like oh dear (laughs) that's not my favorite one can i just say that now that's not the one i'm gonna pick um and I was very confused by what was going on but I actually quite still enjoyed it um I was only I was only maybe about 10 or 11 so um I just kind of enjoyed the humor and didn't really understand the story and what was going on and then I went back and realized oh there's actually three more of these games and I probably should start from the beginning um and I recently started writing for as you said adventuregamers.com which is a website that obviously covers news and reviews about adventure games uh we go to lots of uh places like gamescom uh, and cover things there as well um i've been doing that for just just over a year now um uh, it's it's not my main job i wish it was but um i love it all the same um and yeah as for my favorite adventure game um <laughs> it, that is a, a tough question <laughs> uh, i probably would have to go at least one of them maybe grim fandango uh i I really like that game i I love the characters in that game and the music the music is amazing um and it's just uh, such a interesting story i I think you know all the different uh sort of worlds it takes you um i I just kind of like i think the theme as well just 
this kind of skeletal <laughs> underworld theme. And uh, I think, I'll be honest, what attracted to it to me when I first saw it, and again, I was probably about 12, was I think on the front cover of the box, it had like all these guns and like flowers and stuff. <laughs> it's like the, the picture art made it look maybe a bit more uh, sort of, dangerous than it actually is in the in the uh <laughs> then I realized oh it's a LucasArts game okay it's not going to be shooting guns um <laughs> you weren't disappointed no, I, at least I know <laughs> well, I played it I was like oh actually this is amazing um but yeah I guess Grim Fan I'm a big sort of LucasArts fan so uh, there's a you know a lot of their games I love obviously Monkey Island um yeah a lot of their games but then I don't know. There's so many others to choose from. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, the, as, as I said, this is this seems to be the most difficult question for people. And originally, I started asking the question, as I've mentioned before, with our recording, to gently ease people into the conversation. <laughs> but now I think it's working as we're getting the most difficult question out of the way. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, at the very people very beginning. You. <laughs> people judge like, you on your choice. It's like, you know, adventure games, usually they start off easy enough and the puzzle difficulty gets uh, more yeah, and more challenging. Yeah. But now with these, well, interviews, conversations with people on the podcast, uh, it's the opposite. It's like the most challenging puzzle slash question is usually the very beginning. The and beginning. then it's all <laughs> just to get that out of the way. But um, <laughs> but no, some good choices there. Now, it's I was going to say that your first game is Escape from Monkey Island. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's good to see I thought, yeah, it's good that you still play adventure games. You're still a fan. It didn't turn you yeah. off adventure games. Yeah. And I thought, I, 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 yeah, I, go ahead. Uh, sorry, just gonna say, yeah, I just I enjoy, I didn't, I enjoyed the humor of it. I think because yes. you know it gets slated for a lot of things, Escape from Monkey Island, but it does, you know, it's still quite funny. I think maybe not compared to the originals as much, but you know, it, it still has something going for it. Yeah, I think it has some good things. You know, I don't think it's terrible. Like, it's nowhere near, like, worst uh, adventure games there. And, you know, it's the, the humor. You know, I, I liked how they brought the Australian tycoon villain into it. And then yeah. the, and then there there were some good jokes. Uh, there was, I believe there was a character who was, they were making fun of Britney Spears, uh, who oh, yeah. I think she was fired from working for the bank, but she wants to embark on a singing career, but she has no talent and no yeah. idea what she's doing. Might be a little bit mean, but yeah. And then with, <laughs> I believe this old man with a cane that says uh, he's not a violent person, but then proceeds to go into detail about what he would do. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, one thing that I'm, I played this game twice, believe it or not. <laughs> the first time when I was young, I think I was similar age to you, and I played it all the way through, and I managed to get past Monkey Combat. The second wow. time, when I was in my 20s, I could not get past Monkey Combat. Oh, uh, Monkey and, Combat. And I checked, uh, I, I, che I checked the walkthroughs for that. I checked YouTube walkthroughs for that. I, I everything, I, and I just could not do it. And I was a lot more experienced at playing adventure games then. And <laughs> I was like, I can, no, I, I just couldn't. But I just did it. So I, I watched the end of it on YouTube then. Oh, so. no. <laughs> but I'd already played it before, and yeah, my first of the Monkey Island games that I played was Curse of Monkey Island. Okay, and I, yeah. And again, I was a little bit confused because I was like, wait, Curse? You know, why is he on the, on the bumper car in the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but that never really gets it. You're just supposed to run with that if you, if you don't yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> You're like, oh, but, okay. 
but no, I, I still really enjoyed it as well. And then Grim Fandango, of course, as well. I really I've played that at least three times. But again, when I was younger, I played it, and I have played a number of years. I got the remastered version. I still have to play that. But yeah, same. I still want to play that. I've played it a couple of times, just uh, the, the uh, normal PC game. But um, yeah, I'd love to see what they've done with the remastered version. Yeah, because I believe they made it point and click, which was yeah. always. My main thing, I, I love the Grim Fandango, but I was a little bit frustrated with the controls that Manny Calavera would always go for me the exact opposite direction. To, yeah, I, I mean, oh, there was that, there was that one, I can't remember the, the exact puzzle where he's like with the forklift truck and you're just having to like yes. slowly move about and you're just like, oh God, this is taking forever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, st- I still love the game. I still play it at least three times when, especially I think when I was younger. But I really need to get back get back to it, especially now when it's point and click. Uh, I, I mentioned to another person on this podcast a few weeks ago that even though they said it's set in the land of the dead, it's it feels very lived in. Yeah. <laughs> the world feels alive and the characters feel alive. They're all well-rounded, you know, ter- three-dimensional characters. And I know the game is 3D as well. But yeah. Um, yeah. But but again, it felt like a noir movie. It's you know, it's, um, I like the famous scene when. I think it's going from year one to year two, the mm, transition, mm. which I was just, you know, had my mouth on my jaw open just yeah. watching. And the cutscenes, the cutscenes are amazing as well, and and uh, yes. yeah, as I said, uh, the, the the music to accompany them, you know, I still kind of sometimes I just listen to the music, the soundtrack on its own because it's just got some great, you know, it's as you say, it's a mixture of kind of sort of mysterious noir sort of gr- moody uh sort of tones but then obviously this really fun uh, mexican music as well and yeah i think i just thought they incorporated all that really well no absolutely and then there the, I, I believe on last week's episode now i reviewed gibus and i mentioned as well that that game also has some references as well to other lucasarts games including to uh grim fandango the character sees some skulls and then you can click on the skull, and he mentions that, oh, this uh, looks like a Mexican skull. Viva la revolución. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought, no, I, I really liked it, because if you've never played Grim Fandango, you know, you, it, it doesn't really matter. You don't lose anything. But if you do, if you have played it, then you go, okay, that's why. <laughs> I get it. It's like but, in, uh, I think, Curse of Monkey Island, there's that bit where uh, Guybrush picks up that badge, which says, ask me about Grim Fandango or something. I think it's on that... <laughs> That guy who's in the chicken restaurant who's clearly dead. The uh, the guy with the um, yes. knife in his yes. head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I I wish more game companies did things like that. You know, I love the references to each other. Yeah. I think that they still do because there was a game I played this year called Guard Duty. And oh, yes. it, yeah. It also referenced Lamplight City. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he referenced, uh, the, well, I don't want to give it away, but I I, okay. I laughed at that. And I, thought, and I thought, okay, I wish more games, you know, even like if they're subtle. Yeah, um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so do, those were LucasArts games, but there are also, as we were talking before we started recording, many, many, many adventure games being made right now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, I just, because even adventuregamers.com, you guys have a new article every day, or you have at least three new news items every day, three new trailers. It's, uh, it's just incredible the amount of new games being, but, and they all look really good. And 
the, the last few games that I've played that were released this year and last year, I honestly can't remember the last game that I played that I wouldn't recommend that I, you know, that I thought was not... I mean, there's usually some things that I like about an adventure game anyway, but all of the games that I've played, like they're not all like classics, of, mm. I'd say, but they've all been pretty good. And, mm. you know, and they've both mostly been made by one or two people. So it's great that, uh, you know, so, so many good games being released. So you were in Gamescom a few weeks ago in Cologne, and you played a lot of games there. Um, before I talk about the game, for people who don't know, what what can you tell us about Gamescom? So very briefly, what yeah. what do you know about it? Because I admit, so, I don't know much about it. I thought it was mainly for the big <laughs> games. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. Um, very wrong. I, I'll be honest. Uh, so I, it's my, it was my first Gamescom as well. I hadn't been before. I had heard about it before. And same as you thought as well, really. Uh, thought it was a bit like, you know, your E3s, that kind of thing, but but in, in Europe, you know, somewhere where they release some of the big things. And obviously they did do that as well. They they it's at a huge exhibition center, the Köln Messe. Um and you don't really get an idea of how big it is until you go into one of the halls really and you just think, Oh my god, this is only one of the halls. There's about sort of, I don't know, twelve or thirteen of these. Um but it's a gamescom uh, it's uh, touted as the biggest sort of games convention uh, place in the world because there's about I think they judge that on sort of size of, of the arena and number of people there's about 300,000 people that go um, wow. yeah <laughs> I kept that's saying, a I lot of people wrong. I got this wrong and I kept saying to people oh there's about 30,000 people that go and people that still were saying oh that's quite big and then I looked at it properly yeah. I went oh no 300 actually 300,000 to, to put that in perspective, my hometown of Enniscorty. Now it's a, a big town, but you know it has a school, it has schools and that. I believe, at least before, there were about two hundred and fifty thousand people just in that town. So yeah. there, more yeah. people go to Gamescom than are in my local town. Yeah, you could Which, bring all of Enniscorty <laughs> over. <laughs> that and by the way, that that town was featured in the movie Brooklyn. With uh, oh, really? Saoirse Ronan. So, that, so you know that horrible, depressing town that she wanted <laughs> to escape? Yeah, that's my... T- now, it, it, it was 1950s, but uh, so it has changed a little bit since then. But anyway, uh, back same. to Gamescom. So, well, it sounds cute because, as you know, as I said, I thought it was going to be like an E3 that is going to... Now, again, I'm, I, I keep an eye on the big games as well. I know that... Uh, you know, it's uh, when well, I know it wasn't there this year, but Red Dead Redemption 2 and The Witcher and that. Of course, I'm interested in those games and I'm interested in the gaming community as a whole. And now there there was, uh, I know the, the game that I suppose was featured there was Death Stranding, that Hideo That's Kojima right. was yeah. the, the celebrity guest. Yeah. But yeah. I before we talk about the adventure games, I still have no idea what's going on with that game. I see oh, the trailers... <laughs> it, I mean, just everything about it is just really, really, really bizarre. <laughs> well, I think one of the weird things they were showing off, I didn't actually, I wasn't there. So Gamescom is a, across a whole week, basically. It yeah. Off on a Monday and you can go there until the Saturday. Um, I, I arrived on on a Tuesday, so I missed. They do sort of some live reveals, uh, a lot of the big, bigger companies. Yeah, mm-hmm. PlayStation, uh, Sony, etc. Um, Microsoft are there and give some reveals. So that's they they did this reveal for Death Stranding on the Monday, 
which was about some urination mechanics. Uh, it, <laughs> I, I, have you seen the video? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's so for people who haven't seen it now. Yes, we, we are going there in this podcast, but it was yeah, not sorry. us. It's Norman Reedus, who also is on The Walking Dead. And he is now you, you see it from behind. You don't see, but he's urinating on a mushroom to help it grow. Yep. Now, what <laughs> now again, Hideo Kojima had there are some strange things in the Metal Gear Solid games as well. But in this game, and then just everything else, like with with the babies, and even when with the exposition with Guillermo del Toro, uh, just talking about what the babies are, I still do not know what he's talking about. <laughs> now, maybe, if anyone hasn't seen this trailer, they're going to be thinking, "What is this?" Game? I know, but... I know. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, no. It this is the thing that happened. It's it is the, probably the biggest game one of them at least now it's not us <laughs> it's not no. this uh, far out uh, experiment it's experimental but it's not this uh you know niche game that just the two of us are talking about it's this is the biggest game probably now <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm so curious about it because it's Tideo kojima and yeah. I, st- I still didn't really, when I played Metal Gear Solid, I didn't really understand the stories then. I was young, I admit. But, <laughs> I but, mean, uh, you, you need a, a, you know, a good hour to sit down and go through the lore of, of Metal Gear Solid, though. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's deep. It can, especially by the time you're getting to four and five, when the cutscenes are sometimes about an hour long anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah, I believe Metal Gear Solid was the first or second uh, narrative game that I played. Uh, along with Final Fantasy VII, and oh, then yes, it was yeah. uh, then I went on to adventure games. But sure. anyway, we can talk about yeah. the adventure games that you played. They're narrative-driven <laughs> games, so you I played love about a urination. lot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Moving on from urinating on mushrooms. <laughs> if people are still listening to this episode, <laughs> but uh, now you you play a lot of adventure games. Do you, you have three articles that are on Adventure Gamers? By the time this goes out, so I will link to those articles. But you can talk about some of the, some of the games that you played because I believe there are so many that uh, we could we could be five hours talking about all the games. Yes, you can you tell played. me to shut up at any point. <laughs> oh no, no. The, the reason I want you on here is so you can talk. So the opposite. You, you can tell me to shut up if I interrupt. <laughs> Duly noted. Uh, so, so because, yeah, so the adventure games. Um, so I as leave, I said, I was there. Oh, go on, go on. Sorry. I can leave it to you then. Um, so yeah, you can. You can <laughs> then just walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you can say you can start off with any games you wish, then that you right. think are were the most interesting, or I'll leave it to you in your capable hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you then. No. Um, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, as I said, I was I got there on the Tuesday. I actually I left on the Saturday. Um, although I think by the time it got to Saturday, I sort of went no more. I can't do any more. <laughs> so it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I had some appointments for you know with Adventure Gamers uh, where I'd sort of sp- uh, spoken to the ve- developers before and booked things in. So there was quite a lot of that. Uh, basically, at, at Gamescom, the you know there's a, a sort of business section where only if you're press or, or uh, trade, so developers or publishers or other you know technology companies only you can go there that's not for the public so um that was a nice calm place to go to um and and then there was obviously there's the whole other you know halls which are you know huge huge and full of some of the bigger games but there's also the indie booth hall which is um kind of a hub of more indie games that had about 120 games just there 
and not all adventure games but quite a lot of them were wow. <laughs> um, yeah I know <laughs> I mean adventure game now you know it's not just you know we, we look at puzzle games it, you know narrative games yeah. it, it, it's such it's a broad spectrum uh, it's not just you know obviously there were some traditional point and click games as well and, and more kind of uh, traditional 2d sort of monkey island kind of things but there were, there were lots of different ones uh but i'll jump i'll jump into i guess one of the sort of biggest ones that i saw there uh was beyond a steel sky yes um <laughs> yes yeah which i think has just gone on to steam actually i noticed they've just yes their... um yeah no because i thought it was on steam it's one of the games that i'm most looking forward to i love the original beneath a steel sky and i know people Great have game. been waiting for what is it 20 years or 25 years for a sequel to this game so yeah um, i mean brilliant brilliant as you said brilliant uh, game beneath steel sky uh it's obviously uh revolution um the developers so charles cecil um uh who was there who i got to meet which was yeah you you met him didn't you so i am totally i am totally okay with that i am not jealous (laughs) at all that you got to speak with him and on, on the article, you have a photograph with him to prove yes. that you met him. No, I, I did I also... kind of coerce him into that. I was just like, oh, should we, should we get a picture? Sh- shall I be in the picture? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I selfied him last year at Adventure X. I don't do that to anyone because it's, it's really, you know, embarrassing. But with him, I said, do you mind if we do this stuff? And he was lovely. He was absolutely lovely with me. But anyway, back to you. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's a great guy. I did love actually at the end. So we he gave us some um, little uh, comic books uh, from uh, obviously Dave Gibbons, the uh, comic book artist who helped design uh, Beneath the Steel Sky and is, is on board for Beyond the Steel Sky. Um, he's also uh, done things like Watchmen as well. <laughs> Um, uh, there was a little comic book booklet we got, and I love the fact that Charles, um, quite o- freely, openly, nobody asked him, but he said, um, I can sign these for you if you'd like. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, please. <laughs> so I wouldn't, I, he obviously gets it a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I did enjoy that. Um, but no, he was great he, uh, to, to meet him, and uh, I didn't really know what to say, to be honest. I I don't think I came across that amazingly. I was just like, hi. <laughs> um, oh, I'm but, sure he's used to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know. But yeah, no, really lovely. Uh, it was himself and uh, Tobias, who's also uh, working on the game. So they just showed us, they only showed us a, a little sort of like little five minute kind of playthrough um, of the game. So we, you know, and um, uh, Charles was kind of speaking through what we can expect. So it's, it is a sequel to Beneath the Steel Sky uh and it's you are playing robert foster the protagonist from beneath the steel sky again uh um apparently uh joey from uh beneath will also be involved in the latest one um so that'll be interesting to see but it, it's kind of the idea we were sort of told was um you know t- it's time has moved on quite a bit from uh beneath um and you you are having to come back to union city uh in beyond the steel sky um because a child has been uh, sort of kidnapped. Um, we weren't given many more details apart from that, but that that's kind of the the premise. There's a, a sort of reason why Robert has to go back to Union City, um, and uh, the sort of playthrough we saw was he was um, just starting out outside Union City, uh, and he's he's got to find a way in. Um, and there's this idea which they've used before in Revolution games called a virtual theatre. I don't know if you've you've ever heard of yes. that before. 
but yeah. we can explain if you wish. I've I've heard of it. But it was in first of all in Lure the Temptress, I believe they used, and it's it's I think it's a great idea. Um, yes. But uh, you, you can speak because I presume he explained to you probably did he? He did. Yeah. I mean, I I had vaguely heard the term before. I think when he explained it, you think, well, that's kind of like in every adventure game, but actually, it's not really. Um, the, the the vague the basic idea i'm sure charles would explain it better than me but the basic idea is just um you know all the the characters have their own motivations and they they're going about they're not just sort of you know 2d characters there for you to come and speak to and they will feed you some lines and that's it that you know they're sort of living breathing they've got their own motivations and ideas and you've got to try and manipulate those motivations obviously to get what you want um and as you said, it's not a new idea. They've had it before, but they're implementing it in Beyond um, in in this new game. Um, and yeah, probably, we, we kind of... Sorry, go on, go on. So they're probably tweaking it because yeah. in from what I saw in Lure the Temptress and Beneath the Steel Sky, the other characters were walking around and, you know, there was, uh, there was a character in Beneath the Steel Sky who had his own apartment. He was a manager of... Forget his name, even though I played it a couple of months ago. But he had his own <laughs> apartment and he was the manager of the the factory. But he would go up to the factory, just do some things there and then go back to his apartment. So he would, you know, that's what he would do. He wouldn't be in the same place. So you had to try yeah. and find him. And the same with Lord the Temptress. I'm not sure if they really use it in the Broken Sword games. But, yeah, uh, I, think, I don't think they do as much in Broken Sword. Because, uh, mo- because... Not- Certainly not. Sorry, I was just going to say I was just having a think there, but certainly not in the um, yeah because in the early ones because well, because mostly most adventure games that I, I can remember the character is usually staying in one place and yeah, you can yeah. kind of fi- find them in that place. And but from this from virtual rea- uh, virtual theater, it's that they have their own lives. That's basically what I understand. But yeah, yeah but anyway, so you can back yeah. to you now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, so obviously, so that was um, an idea, he said, um, that they're, they're sort of implementing in Beyond. And you could see it. So basically, in a little bit, we saw Robert was, was trying to get his way back into Union City. There was a whole kind of wastelands area. He, he's, walk, he's walked through a sta- sandstorm and he's arrived at this sort of the gates outside Union City. Um, and there's lots of different characters you can see sort of wandering around who you can go and speak to. Um, and the I should say that, you know, the, the art design, the graphics, uh, it's, it's all 3D uh, in comparison to Beneath. Um, uh, but they've still, uh, as I said, Dave Gibbons still there um, as this sort of artist working with the uh, revolution. So um, it's still kind of got this comic book feel. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the artwork and stuff. I, I, I quite like it. I don't know. Some people aren't sure, I think. Yeah, I've I've seen the, some videos and so there. I I think it's it looks. I, I think once I play it, uh, because I see a lot with a lot of times with the games that once you start playing it, then you can really tell. Because sometimes with screenshots, they don't do justice to the actual game. But yeah, I so far I quite like it. I think I think it looks a bit better than Broken Sword Four so far. But yeah, yeah, I think maybe just, some people were concerned that that mm. it would be a bit like that. But um, I don't know. Sometimes I think people do seem to have an issue with adventure 3D. games doing three D. Three D. Yes. Yeah. No. There. I've spoken to it before because it, I I know that there's some you know spoke with with Dave as well, Dave Gilbert, and you know because mm. he's doing Techno Babylon Two. Well, with um, well, it's not him. He's 
publishing it. But yeah. he, but I asked him. I said, "So why are you killing adventure games going to 3D?" <laughs> and, uh, there, but I, I, I don't mind. I think if it looks good, if it plays well, then I don't really care how it looks. If it's FMV, if it's 2D, 2.5D, or 3D. But I can understand because in the past, game adventure games haven't always been very good when they've gone to 3D. Mm, but mm. to me, this this looks this looks nice. But but you played a bit of it. You were saying, yes. So um, well, I so I got to, I watched a playthrough. I didn't actually play it myself. Oh, but, okay, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because there was there was myself and two other uh, lovely games journalists as well. So they wanted to, and I, I guess they want to show the best parts of the the, sure. the demo. So, <laughs> so we don't. Because another thing, um, as as going to these sort of events as a journalist, you. You don't realize the, the pressure on you when you're playing someone else's game and they're just watching you. Uh-huh. Um, if, if things mess up, um, I it's very awkward, you know, having to solve puzzles while something a developer is watching you and thinking they're not doing the right thing. Uh, the number of times I have to say at Gamescom, I was just thinking, oh, God, I, they must think I'm so stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, it was I felt really embarrassed. And um, well, or it's the other way around. Or I solved them really quickly and they was they would sort of say, oh, wow, you, you did that so quickly. And I was like, yes. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so I, I was actually quite glad for them to just play it and me to watch. Uh, but what, yeah, sorry, what I did see, um, I think one of the most interesting aspects, actually, was this idea of hacking that's going to um, take place in the game where, basically, if there's machines or robots, um, you can take control of it once you have this hacking device. Um, and you can basically, there's some kind of logic um, I, I'm not very technical, but there's some there's some logic uh, kind of results that you can swap around um, and they will get more complicated as it goes along. But basically, the example they showed us, there was a vending machine. Um, and with this vending machine, normally, if you're not a citizen, uh, if you try and get um, a, a drink, it will sound an alarm. And if you are a citizen, uh, you're going to drink. But you can hack into that and swap the two tiles of those results around so basically citizens will sound an alarm if they get a drink and uh you know non-citizens will get a drink um so it, it's kind of little puzzles like that involved and and um there are sort of that that will branch out more so you can swap more and more around for different results basically um and that, and that I, I thought that was quite interesting yes yeah, sounds interesting it sounds I don't know, vaguely similar in the first game we need to steal sky when you hack when you hack into the card system Ooh. thing when you uh, yes the character's name is Lamb who's the manager who goes back to his apartment that you hack into the system and then his card doesn't work and he's not able to go down into the I believe lower level so then you have to complete a puzzle for him he asks you to go into his apartment to feed the cash yeah. I think so it's uh, and and then uh, it. I believe they had a hacking system in Broken Sword 4, which I liked in that game. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of the game as a whole, but I liked that section of yeah. the game. And do you know, well, I don't know if you play Broken Sword 4, but if you have, was it similar to, uh, to that? I, or? I haven't played uh, Broken Sword okay. 4, so I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but I okay. think what's it, so you said that was part of the, part it of was the game, what, was it? Yeah, it was, was one it? of the sections. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's uh, so you had hacking puzzles in Broken Sword Four as well. Yeah, and, um, yeah. I think in this you can basically hack anything whenever you want, rather than it being a particular puzzle. Okay. Um, so you can just go, oh, I'll hack that, and that won't necessarily. I, I think what was interesting was Charles was basically saying 
there's going to be lots of different ways of solving puzzles. So hacking won't just be the only way. There might be other options to you available to you. Uh, and you can decide basically the way you want to do it a bit. It kind of a sort of sandbox uh, adventure game, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah which is interesting. It sounds like a little bit like Watch Dogs. I don't yes. know. <laughs> yes. But as an adventure like game. Yeah. But no, so, sounds really interesting. Yes. Yeah, so I was quite intrigued by all of that. Um, whether, you know, whether that will feel too much in the actual game. And, you know, obviously, we hopefully the story will still uh, be really strong. But I, yeah, I, I found that one really intriguing. Um, and, you know, it's got a great pedigree to it. So fingers crossed it, it kind of lives up to it, really. Hopefully, yeah. I think that's probably safe to say that this is the biggest name adventure game that we're waiting for now. I'm not saying it will be the best. We don't know yet. We're hoping it will be good. But I'd say it's probably the one, like, if on the hypometer on adventure gamers, I imagine it will hit number one for a yeah. while. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I think that they told me it would be around sort of December this year. Really? Okay, yeah. so, so um, soon, because I've only seen a 45-second trailer, mm. and I haven't, like, haven't seen any, heard any voice acting or anything like that, but yeah, no, great. It's a great Christmas present. If, yeah, uh, if who knows? Released. I mean, that's obviously yeah. just, uh, these things do get <laughs> delayed, but that's what they, they said at the time, so we'll see, okay. we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Now, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it was a bit delayed. No, I don't, maybe, yeah. but yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I hope that uh, that it's, you know, I'm sure it will the new trust revolution that it will be released when it's ready that they they won't rush it so i know i'm looking forward to that so that's beyond the steel sky is equal to beneath the steel sky and presumably there is a third game it could be between the steel sky (laughs) (laughs) but uh, i'm I'm looking forward to it so uh okay well if they can go ahead and talk with any other games you you played there so many (laughs) um (laughs) So I was interested in this uh, one as well. It's called Mosaic, um, which was an interesting one. Uh, a little bit different, um, a bit less. There are there are some slight puzzles to solve, but much more kind of narrative based. Um, and when you watch it from afar, you, you might think, oh, this is this is quite depressing. Why would I want to play this? But that's, that's kind of the point. It's basically set. You play this character um, who's it's sort of a dystopian world. Everything's kind of shades of grey and and black and it's all quite um, humdrum you've got this sort of nine to five job you everyone keeps their head down in the city they're going to their jobs the corporations Um, and the idea is you're kind of slowly trying to break away from that Um, in the demo I played there was a little you discover this little flapping goldfish in a sink that talks to you and uh, tells you to put it in its pocket um, and uh, you start sort of listening to this fish basically and, and sort of breaking away from the humdrum. Uh, there's a really um, pretty bit when you're, you're actually you're walking to work and you, you catch um, sight of a little yellow butterfly that's um, flying along and you actually then take control of that butterfly on, on its flight along uh, past all the sort of cars and exhaust pipes and things um and in the background this uh man is watching as you're going along um it meets a kind of untimely death that butterfly unfortunately but um (laughs) to to just go back to the dark humor but uh, i think what i liked about this it's all it's a 3d game um it just it was really interesting it's kind of a mixture of the humdrum you you know you've got a daily routine each each sort of chapter is you getting up for work getting ready for work having to do these um tasks at your um job 
and then going back home um and then these little sort of interesting bits in between where you know you're, you're trying to break free there's these kind of abstract puzzles uh there was a bit i saw where you're basically suddenly you you shrink to this this tiny character and um you've got to avoid all the huge giant footsteps of everyone around you trying to squash you um so it's an interesting one it's not you know a traditional adventure game per se um but i i just found it quite an interesting um an interesting kind of idea really um and certainly one i think will be it'll be interesting to see how they how that plays out and how it kind of fits for the rest of the game how how long it's going to be um and you know where it goes from there really it sounds very interesting sounds very unique that when, yes. when you mentioned that you see a goldfish that talks to you and tells you to put it in his pocket, I, I immediately thought, okay, this is different to any other adventure game that I've ever seen. And so even so, you said that it looks, you know, like, I think, 1984, that, that, uh, but then yeah. it has these kind of fantasy elements as well, and with dark humor with the butterfly that meets its untimely death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I like it very quite surreal um uh, so it had these mm. little surreal elements so i think if you if you're kind of a fan of, of maybe some sl- slightly odder odder games maybe not you know as i said it's not a sort of straight point and click uh puzzle solving idea but it's um it reminded me a little bit of the kind of tone at least and the sort of color palette of like inside or, or limbo that kind of thing it, there's okay. much less pla- much less platforming but um d- just the kind of ideas behind it i, I thought, thought was um quite interesting um but yeah uh that that okay. was definitely one I'd, I'd say and i think that's that's coming out later this this year as well yeah um, so you mentioned that it's uh, it's set to come out to windows mac linux ps4 and xbox one at the end of this year yeah yeah i believe yeah so no that looks interesting i'm going to check it out i'll mm. probably have to add this to my wish list as well at the other, <laughs> the other chat. yeah myself Tom and I were comparing how many games uh, we have on our wish list in Steam. Uh, uh, he He's beating me, by the way, by a considerable <laughs> distance. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget. I always forget to add them. Um, uh, I Yeah, and then suddenly I'm like, oh, I what's happened to this game? I realise, oh, obviously, yeah, <laughs> I have not added. That's why. Yeah, no, I add them because I've got a terrible memory. And because then I'll be like, what was that game? That's, yeah. you know, like 1984 where you, you turn <laughs> into the butterfly and yeah. So, okay, so that is Mosaic. That's coming out later this year. So uh, were there any other adventure games that you found? Well, I'm sure there were. <laughs> yeah. Adventure game you I, found interesting? I really enjoyed, actually, uh, I went to the Adventure Treff party um, on the Friday of Gamescom, which was uh, basically a little part. There's uh, quite a few different parties at, at Gamescom you can go to. Uh, this one is just for adventure games by the um, uh, Adventure Treff uh, people, uh, sort of German equivalent i guess of adventure gamers um so they had lots of uh developers there just uh, showing adventure games um i played a demo of a game called prim um which was a lot more um i guess traditional point and click um it was you play you play uh the daughter of uh death basically called prim uh she's a sort of bratty teenager um fed up of a dad and wants to break out of the land of the dead and go to the land of the living um she's getting these dreams from a uh, about a boy who's in the land of the living living and she um wants to break out and 
be a typical teenager and um, go out to uh, the land of the living. Uh, the demo I played, it was um, the thing I enjoyed about it, actually. It's um, uh, really, really nice, uh, nice graphics. It's sort of black, black and white in, in fitting with um, uh, obviously with uh, it's kind of death uh idea but uh, re- hand drawn re- really pretty sort of slightly deponia-esque i would say um very uh, sort of interesting art um but i enjoyed more actually the sort of puzzles that were involved in the demo so in the demo you're trying to break out of your room basically you've been locked in your room and you're trying to break away and um there were things such as um there wasn't a hotspot indicator um at the beginning but if you freed some glow worms some glow bugs out of this jam jar suddenly they become the hot spots um so they, they attach themselves to all the she, she makes a comment such as uh, oh they've they've just attached themselves to these objects and they don't want to go away again um <laughs> so it's I, it was quite cute it's quite fun um way of introducing that i thought um and there were other little puzzles uh, i won't give away too much but um there's a little creature which is like a, an eyeball on spider's legs which sounds horrible but it was very cute <laughs> and made very cute noises and uh, I was told um, from the the, the uh, developers there that that's going to be a little creature that kind of joins you on your journey as you go along as a little sidekick um, so yeah I, 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 enjoy, I really enjoyed the humor and, and the puzzles in, in that one Okay. Yeah, sounds sounds interesting as well. And I, I do see a screenshot now now of the eating with the spider, and it does look cute because when yeah. you say it, it, it looks it sounds kind of gross. You think, oh, but yeah. then you look at it, and at least from the screenshot, it looks like it has personality. <laughs> yeah, which is something. Yeah, something. Yeah, it's a, it was cute because I think when you uh, click on it, it makes a little kind of. Uh, I'm not going to make the noise, but it makes a little kind of. Uh, <laughs> cute noise uh when you click on it um it's all it's more sort of cartoon like than uh you know realistic i think and that's why it, it looked a bit cuter um but yeah i think that that has potential um it's it's not coming out for a little while that one i think um it's it, they've basically only got the demo uh, together at the yeah, moment that says here 2021 yeah, so, so a little <laughs> bit time. of a wait there yeah, but yeah Sure, we'll have plenty of other games to uh, to play <laughs> in the meantime. But oh, yes. uh, it's it sounds kind of like what you're saying, like a Tim, or at least an older Tim Burton movie. Would you say? Very much or, so. Uh, I think yeah. what I'm from seeing of the screenshots and it seems like with that kind of dark humor yeah. that we're in, at least his early films. Uh, I'm not so sure about now, but. Um, and th- did the game developers mention anything about Death's uh, wife or the mother of Prim? Because that's what I'm curious about. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't at the uh, at the demo, and you uh, you only meet Prim in the demo. And by the way, I should say she's voiced. Um, I can't remember who they got to actually voice it, but um, she's got a wonderful kind of Valley Girl, California sort of bratty, um, bratty style to her voice there. So just the right amount of. Oh, this uh, annoying teenage girl, but um, someone who you, you know a lot of sass, basically. She she was right. really well voiced. So so Simon the Sorcerer, if he was the son of Death, and if he was a girl, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a yeah. teenage girl, basically, yes. <laughs> okay, now, now I, I wasn't a huge fan of Simon the Sorcerer, but I'll check <laughs> this out at least yeah, the character. No, but 
but no no mention of the other characters so it'll be interesting to see how they play into it as well okay well we'll hear more about that uh, closer to 2021 then <laughs> i'll just give you a little tease there of <laughs> <laughs> Um, another one I was looking at, uh, which has got quite a bit of buzz about it already, and again, this is um, very much not coming out for a few years, I think, is Resort. Um, yes. That's been mentioned on quite a few websites now, I think, people who are interested in that one. Um, so I got to play a demo of that, uh, which I was interested in. The idea behind that one is um, you are a writer, and there is uh, a comet that's going to fall on a on a town, uh, Laburnum Creek, this kind of leafy, sleepy um, sort of village on uh, by a creek, uh, this American village. And as a writer, uh, you're really intrigued by the fact that some of the people in this uh, village don't want to leave, even though they know a comet is going to come and kill them. Um, but uh, some people are planning not to leave. And so you decide to go to this this place and interview the people to say you know why why aren't you leaving what's going on yeah, um yeah, normal <laughs> question <laughs> yeah, yeah what's happening here uh and put it all in a book so uh you go and live there and uh you the idea is basically you're interviewing uh the the uh, town's inhabitants people who are still there um and you're it, it's kind of got the if you've seen anything of the trailer or the screenshots it's got a kind of firewatch sort of vibe that you know it's kind of sun dappled trees or that kind of idea of living out in the mountains or you know near the rivers um and the basic in the demo you go you interview one man and you know and ask him about his his past and you, there's different options you can choose you can choose to be sort of friendly or direct uh as a journalist you you might enjoy this as well sort of the, the paths you get to choose uh to try and get the best answers out of what they say basically um it all goes a bit awry but i won't spoil <laughs> what exactly what happens but yeah i was intrigued by the interview mechanic of getting to choose you know how to you know ask people different questions um and how they react um i was told that you know obviously you'll be able to do that to lots of the different townspeople there and and sort of strike up some relationships with them they, they might send you on some side quests which might get you different angles and how you can talk to them um but as with many adventure games all is not as it seems so you'll discover i think more about sort of the secret paths of the people living there and, and you know it's not just that they they're not able to sell the house that they don't decide to leave um there's a lot more going on than that um but yeah i liked it that uh, interested by that interview mechanic and also the graphics kind of lo-fi um quite quite the sort of retro style to them it's set in the 1970s um and laura the writer that you plays i've got these great uh, flare trousers so um yeah it's a I, I was i was intrigued by that one even though as i said it's not it's not coming out for a little while yet it's not coming out until 2021 i believe it's the on pc <laughs> and switch yeah and uh, it's from the, also from the developers of Unforeseen Incidents, which yeah. is a game I still need to play. But it, that that game looked great, and I've heard some very good things about it. And this game is why well, I loved Firewatch. And yeah, I'm I'm very curious. You know, why are these people not leaving their house when a comet <laughs> is coming? I'm guessing aliens. I'm guessing they're aliens. You but think so? <laughs> should, we, should we put our bets in now for the reason? Probably that would be, be a bit too obvious, or yeah. or you're dead. Or, 
or they're all dead already, or this is already hell, or so I don't know. Ooh, I thought. No, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably more than that. That's probably what I would put if I was writing, but I'm not a writer anyway. So. <laughs> Some kind of cult uh, or something. Yeah, I, I, would, I mean, immediately I would think, okay, death cult, but I, I'm, I'm sure there's probably a bit more because I've heard good things about at least the story in Unforeseen Incidents, so I'm mm-hmm. guessing the, the story and the plot in this game uh, will hopefully be good. And I'm curious as well of the conversation mechanics, but how... Now, it sounds like you feel like a journalist, that you have to try and find the best way to get the information from the people living there and try to find out the story, you know, find mm. why they're not leaving. So it it seems really interesting. It seems uh, looks really cool as well. And yeah, as I said, I loved Firewatch. I've heard great things about unforeseen incidents. So that's another game that we can hopefully talk more about in closer to 2021 so that game is resort and unlike the title it's not holiday resort I'm no, sure, or it very is, much isn't. maybe it is no okay <laughs> it, i think so, it used to be uh, a health very, resort right that's where okay that's where and, the name comes uh, from i should have said that yes yeah <laughs> oh, don't worry yeah so it used to be a health resort and now people really don't want to leave so <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so are there any other games that you black sad uh which was also at adventure treff and at, yes. at gamescom which is uh again kind of based on a it's on comic book it's a spanish comic book uh which has all these anthropomorphic animals uh it's a detective uh comic book where you play john black sad who's this kind of moody uh cat uh detective um uh and you play him obviously in the in the game as well i think fans of the of the comic book are really excited to see what happens with this because it's a completely new story it's not you know taking off one of the original comic books um and it's all in 3d um i got to play a sizable chunk of it at adventure draft party and it's an interesting mix of it's a bit like some of the telltale games actually some of the uh, Monkey Island or Sam and Max Telltale games because there's a mixture of um, you know answering again answering dialogue uh, you know there's di- different dialogue options where you can choose to be direct or where you can choose to be sympathetic um, and you've got a certain amount of time where you have to choose um, which way you want to be there's also some quick time events so at the very beginning this very angry rhino into your detective office uh, and uh, is annoyed because you've been basically snooping on him and his mistress uh, taking pictures um, because basically his wife has hired you to do that because she thinks something's going on Um, and you can choose to there's a couple of uh, action events where you're having to fight this rhino and then once you've managed to beat him you have to decide uh, he gives you a bribe and says oh uh, you know can you let this just be between us don't tell my wife and you can choose whether to take the bribe um obviously that would get you more money or you can choose to be honest um and i obviously chose to be honest um (laughs) and that (laughs) that will affect you later on so for example you can then choose to call his wife later on in, in the demo and you basically break up that marriage um or you can you I, I imagine if you decided to take the money, maybe you can use that for something later on. So basically, the idea is a bit like in the Walking Dead games as well. You know, there are these choices and the characters remember how you act to them. Um, 
one thing they were quite interested in showing me as well in this was that uh, there's something called your black sad uh, on the menu. It's a menu option. You can bring it up and at any time um, it will show you how you reacted to things has changed your black sad. So it was um, it's little uh, counters basically saying uh, sort of sympathetic or uh, moody. Uh, and depending how you reacted to things, it, it will show you exactly there's 14 different traits basically that you could go for um and so it's a mixture of that and then you there's an investigation as well that you have to take part in uh, you know you're a detective uh, you take on cases uh and you you've got these sort of cat senses that you can use in specific places uh where you can zoom into scenes and use your sort of nose or your ears uh, to pick up specific bits such as uh, a waitress's handwriting, what it what it looks like, which you might be able to match to something later on in an investigation. Um, so, I, I mean, that bit I found maybe slightly formulaic because there's only certain bits you can do it in. It's not like you can just run around doing that. But I guess they have to sort of rein it in somehow. <laughs> Otherwise, sure, you'd just be yeah. doing that. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, uh, maybe I'll do it here. And yeah. Uh, but no, I, I thought that was, I, I found that really interesting, especially I enjoyed all the sort of dialogue options and you know, getting to choose how, how you want to play, basically. Yes, again, I think this has been on my radar as well. I don't know the comics. I haven't read the comics, but from what, seen, from what I've seen of the game, it looks really, it, it, the graphics look really good, I think. They look they look mm -hmm. great, at least from what I've seen in the, the trailers. And I it's from also Pendulo Studios, who made, well, look many things, the Runaway series, and yes, is it Yesterday? Mm. Um, which which is not the movie yesterday by Danny Boyle and Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> very different. I haven't played those games, but they're, they're, so they have pedigree. They have made some really good games, but th this looks very different to the other games that they have played as well. It seems very yeah. different, and it's uh, you know I, I I joke as well the last few months that we, it seems to be like this uh, animal detective adventure game seems to be its own genre. <laughs> Oh, That's... it really does, doesn't it? <laughs> but the games are great. I spoke with Charlotte a few weeks ago, Charlotte Sutherland, uh, yeah. about Lord Winklebottom Investigates. And, uh, you know, I spoke with Goloso Games a little bit about um, Inspector Waffles. I said to put that, uh, that part of the episode up, of the interview up. But, yeah, no, but all these games as well, you know, that you mentioned with the cat senses as well. And yeah, it's it's a game that I'm looking forward to playing again. I'm a big fan of the Telltale games, Walking Dead in particular. So I'm curious to see whether it can, whether the whole game can keep our interest and keep uh, keep with the mechanics. But we won't have long to to wait because I believe it is coming out on PC, Mac, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One on November fifth. Yeah, uh, 2019. So very, very soon. I'll give you a bit of a closer one for that one. <laughs> one that you can get soon. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to that one. It looks, it looks really interesting. So that is Black Sad Under the Skin. Under, you, can, you can tell me when, when to stop if you want, but <laughs> if you want to keep <laughs> going, because I'm really enjoying this. I think, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, yeah, and I hope, I hope I'm sort of selling them enough here, but I'm... Um, let me see. I'll go for one more, maybe. Um, and then if, 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 you know, obviously, if there's any more that comes to mind, maybe I'll, I'll add. But um, there was one I was found quite interesting as well called uh, Hitchhiker. Um, simple name and source of simple concepts. You are a hitchhiker. Um, you don't really remember 
I, I, I didn't see the very beginning of the game, but I was told, you know, you don't remember why you're hitchhiking or where you're actually going to, but you, um, there are these five different journeys uh, where you play a hitchhiker. It's the first person uh, 3D game. You're sitting basically in the car, traveling alongside a um, different person. There's five different people you meet uh, along the way. Um, and it, each journey is sort of themed um, compared um Uh, related to that person so the demo I was in I was a hitchhiker and I was with a sort of farmer type uh, who was telling me all his philosophies about the world Um, and as you go along you can kind of interact with little things in the car you can wind the window down you can look outside the window you can chat to him as well Um, but there's also little puzzles involved so the one I was playing uh, we were listening to the radio and the uh, they they start doing a quiz and um, to do with different riddles and you have to answer by looking at certain things that are outside the vehicle. Um, it then goes a bit weird because then the person in the radio starts speaking directly to you. Um, so it, there's little surreal elements and I think it gets more and more surreal as you go along, basically, as you sort of discover what are you doing in this car and why are you, why are you driving? Where are you going to? Um, I, and it was, it was interesting because they, they were saying to me, uh, the developers, you know, we, obviously it's in a way it's a kind of walking simulator in that you you you're just or, or a driving simulator uh you're you're sitting there uh you, you know you're watching the world go by you're not really doing that much but um they still wanted to give you little bits to do so you can sort of investigate things in each car you're in there's another character you, you get involved with is a waitress who you first meet in a diner so you're not always just in a car um and they just wanted to sort of give this kind of interesting I, I kind of liken to it in the article as a bit like on the road but on an acid trip because there's these <laughs> sort of weird surreal elements that ha- start happening as you're going along in these car journeys so it's not just that you're sitting in a car and hearing people's stories um odd little things pop up such as you're going by there are these billboards which start coming up with weirder and weirder messages uh which you could just ignore and not notice but it's just these little things happening around which i just thought was quite an interesting concept really yes that sounds fascinating i've never heard of this game but from mm. what you're saying and just seeing it as well it looks really really interesting that mm. again mm. Like, like nothing i've ever played or heard of before but i'm I, you know as you say that this is not just uh, a driving simulator walking <laughs> simulator even though you're just sitting there in the car there seems to be yeah. a lot of things you can do so and no, I'm loving these, all these like experimental and different types of games because I believe, as we were saying before recording, you know, now like the, the definition of adventure game has kind of changed. That mm. it's uh, even even one of the people I spoke one of the developers when I I asked her what uh, what are her favorite current adventure games, and she she asked uh, well she asked me would you consider her story an adventure game, and I said well I haven't mm. played it, but from what I've heard, yes yes I would. It's uh, I, I mean, yeah, no, all of these games, they sound really interesting. Like, we'll, we'll, see, whether they, we'll see whether they do turn out to be uh, good or not But yeah. when they're out. But at least they seem different, that the, that the developers are really trying something different. That, yeah. that they're not just making the same old type of games. Because that's what I want to see personally. I want to see what people can do. There's so many talented people out there. And it really is great. So this game, Hitchhiker... Which um, is is it out? I believe you wrote it's out later this year on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. 
So that's uh, that's Hitchhiker. No, there are many uh, there are many games. Like I was just going through your articles, and again, all of them <laughs> seem interesting. So thank you for that. It's uh, now if, if if people listening to this want to read or see, find out more about these games at Gamescom. Uh, you can I will, you can read your articles because you wrote not one, not two, but three articles. <laughs> yeah. Three more, just just three. Just at all. <laughs> poor old poor old Jack at uh, Adventure Game as the uh, editor, having to go through all these these uh, games. Uh, I think it originally was planned to not just me get not just be me going to Gamescom, but it ended up mainly being me for Adventure Gamers. So poor old Jack having to edit all those games. But um, I mean, I really enjoyed writing them up. But poor old Jack. Uh, but yes, three three articles uh, with many many games uh, mentioned. So you can read through. There are more games that we haven't had a chance to talk about, including Brass Heart, Crowns and Pawns. There's yeah. also uh, Still There, which uh, I believe is, uh, you mentioned, is like uh, Papers, Please in Space, I believe. Yeah, so I really all, enjoyed that one as well. Yeah, so all of these games, you have trailers as well and screenshots on these articles. So you can, I would definitely recommend that people check them out and then probably add them to your wish list as, <laughs> uh, as they appear on Steam and other shows. So um, now, before we finish, we can uh, can ask you to talk about a game that you have played and that you <laughs> have uh, finished. I believe that is out now, uh, yes. which people will be <laughs> happy to know. I mentioned her story just a few minutes ago, and you had the chance to play uh, the next game by the same developer, Telling Lies. So uh, I believe it's the, it's the developer Sam Barlow. I yes, believe that's that right. he had a second game that now I haven't played her story and I don't know very much about telling lies, but I have at least heard very mm-hmm. good things about her story. So I'm curious about this game, telling lies. And yeah. yes, I am straining myself not to tell really bad <laughs> jokes about this. So. You know everything about telling lies. That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll be honest and truthful. <laughs> that's okay. okay, that's it. I promise that's the last time I'll make a yeah. joke about that. I was when I was writing the review. I was trying not to be cheesy as well. I was thinking, oh god, there's so many things I could say. Um, yeah, so it's by Sam Barlow, um, who made her story. Uh, the idea behind that um, it was uh, using FMV. That's uh, how they filmed it. Uh, filmed it full motion video, um, and the idea behind that was there are some police procedural uh, videos it's an interview of a woman in a police uh, i think custodial cell and there's been a murder and to go you have to go through all these videos and find out what actually happened and um and that was her story uh, telling lies is basically i think i said in the review it's sort of the hollywood version of her story it's much bigger um it's not just one woman um you're sort of looking through there's a, a huge cast uh, of there's four main characters and also uh, lots of um, incidental characters as well. It's it's slightly similar. It's it's not related to her story in terms of the uh, plot at all. So it's a whole brand new story. Uh, but the idea is still um, it kicks off with this unknown woman, uh, the main character, coming into her apartment. She's got this um, hard drive um, from the NSA. It's been sent to her. It's got all of these uh, video files on it. Uh, two years worth of video files from these four people. So uh, lots of videos to go through. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Does it take you two years to go through these videos? <laughs> well, I mean, I when I finished the game, I'd gone through about five hours worth, uh, and I still hadn't gone through all of it. Um, wow. Okay. So, yeah. So you can see what I mean. It, it, it's a bigger, it's a bigger game. There's there's lots more to go through. Um, but yes, yeah, so you you you've got this uh, database, and you you have a little note, sort of saying explaining. You know, oh, I've, I've got the videos you want to have fun, basically. You, you don't know why um, at the beginning you're looking through all these videos, but you, you just have to figure it out. And you've got this database to search them through. And the character types in the word love at the beginning. And that's her first search term. She brings up these videos uh, and you kick off from there. Um, and so you're watching these uh, videos, trying to find out what's going on, basically, trying to figure out, well, why am I interested in this? Um, so one thing I found that was quite interesting was compared to her story, where at least, you know, OK, there's been a murder. I've got to find out what's going on. Um, and the story went from there with telling lies. You you don't really have anything. You've got there's these characters. For some reason, I'm interested in them and <laughs> got to find out from there what's happening. So, um, so we don't know what's happening. We just have <laughs> to figure out what's going on first. And some people might be a little bit turned off from that, I imagine because um, mm. you're not really given a narrative thread at all um you, you have to find it but I, you know that's interesting it, it does shake it things up a little bit uh as i said there's four main characters but you might only really you could uh potentially only find one or two of them you might not find all of them um e each video is um told from one perspective um so you only see one side of the conversation um which again is quite interesting it does mean sometimes you are having to fast forward through someone just nodding <laughs> um and reacting to something which can tire a little bit um and you you can find the other side of that conversation as well but you have to search for it so i think an example i gave in the review which isn't a real example in the game is someone might say something along the lines of oh thanks for that those dozen red roses uh, and then you could search for the search term, you know, red roses, and you might find the other side of the conversation. So you can only watch one side of the conversation at a time. Um, and the whole premise of the game is, yeah, you're you're finding out what's going on, what's what's happening with these four characters, how are they all linked, because they all kind of talk to each other at, at different points, and what's going on. Um, oh, so, okay. it's, yeah, quite a bold concept, really. Yeah, again, it's not like anything, I mean, apart from her story, but it's not like mm -hmm. anything that I've I've heard, because I imagine it must have been challenging for the developers or for Sam Barlow to make a game like this, that as you say, that you start from scratch, you don't know anything this time, that you don't know what's happening, and then you have to just put in search terms to find out what, what is happening. Um, yeah. And so, so now I can imagine that you you want to avoid spoilers because uh, for people yeah. who just start, you don't know. Uh, so, but but then did the did the story, did the narrative, and the gameplay mechanic that you use in this game did it keep your interest all the way through, or or what were there times when you know? Because I can imagine if you're constantly you know thinking about you know what search terms to use, how to find. Uh, did, did it tire you a bit at times or did, did, were you motivated to keep going up until the end? Um, I think a bit of both, actually. So there were times I was thinking, oh, this is, you know, I'm, I'm not finding the right things because obviously you you do feel a, a bit odd sometimes searching for these videos because they're obviously people's 
private videos. Obviously, they're all actors. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're quite big names. They're not real videos. I'll just say that now. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but the the actors um, are, are quite quite fairly. They've been in some big uh, projects before. Uh, I know one of the uh, guys. I've forgotten his name now. The main actors has been in things like Spider Man from Home and. So they've been in some quite big things. Uh, but yeah, you're obviously, they're, they're acting these sort of private films. So sometimes, there was, for example, uh, there was a video that was brought up where um, it's him having a conversation with his sort of toddler daughter and he's just reading her a bedtime story. And you're thinking, is there at some point going to be a, a bit of you know plot explanation in this video? So I'll have to watch <laughs> this video of him. But no, it is just him reading a bedtime story. So there, there were points where you're a bit like, oh, um, you know, I, I don't know what I'm, I'm doing here. I don't know if I'm finding the plot I should be finding. Um, but uh, for the most part, especially when you do find those points and there's a little reveal and you think, oh, that's that's interesting. That that was quite exciting and covering that. Mm. And it, it, you know, you don't just see. It's not just in. A bit like in her story, there's not just bits of, of dialogue. There's also little things you notice going on in the background of the videos that will reveal things as well, which you feel slightly clever for, for noticing. <laughs> it, it keeps you on your toes. But for the most part, yeah, I was interested. I think there were bits, especially, as I said, when they're nodding for maybe five or six minutes and you're just fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. That can get a bit boring. But I guess that the, the point is that is what, analysts who would be going mm. through this kind of thing would feel so it's interesting it really does put you in the sort of frame of that kind of person right yeah that you feel like an analyst that you have to go through all these parts so in, including as you mentioned uh shall we say less interesting or boring parts yeah. which has people just nodding but i suppose that's what analysts have to do as well yeah. and <laughs> it's but it seems now it, it seems different but parts of it feels similar to uh, you know, Oprah Din, you know, when you have to find the mm. clues in Oprah Din. And then, I don't know if you played Oprah Din, but when I you... I did, yeah, I love it. I love that Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's I, I found it very challenging, but really, yeah. really good. But then once you find the correct character or the correct thing, I've, I felt, wow, I'm really intelligent. Okay, there's yes, still like yes, yes. 20 more characters I have to figure out who they are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt, you know, you feel really, you know, it's really rewarding when you can put the threads together, when you can find out what the narrative is so it seemed kind of similarish that way here when you can find something in the videos and then you say okay no this is this is uh, interesting this uh, this looks like it's important so let's search this term oh yes i got it so it seems yeah. kind of rewarding that way i'm curious because i am thinking I, I i was thinking especially with her story saying would i really find it interesting if it's mm. just a woman speaking but then okay from what oh, you're well. saying <laughs> But then from what you're saying that with her story, that there is a story, there's a you know, plot to it. And then with this as yeah. well. But how, do you think that her story kind of prepares you to play this? Because this sounds kind of a little bit more challenging than her story. Do you think that? Yes. That and her story is a bit shorter. Oh, sorry, okay. Yeah. Her, her story is a little bit shorter. There's a, As I said, I, there's a point basically, not to give too much away, in telling lies where you can kind of, you know that's the you could that's the end point you can end that now if you want and get out but that's still a good sort of five hours in and uh, we're telling uh, with her story even it that is shorter um i think it's a it's a bit more accessible just in that there is a, a, a plot point at the beginning 
Um, so I think definitely maybe start with that, see if you enjoy that, and then go on to telling lies. Okay. So, uh, okay, so thank you very much. So then would you recommend telling lies uh, to people? Or again, would, it, would you, so you mentioned that you should start with her story. So if you played her hmm. story, uh, yeah. would you recommend telling lies? I think on the most part, yes, I think you will enjoy it. There are there are issues with it. It's not a perfect game. Um, I, the, I think the story itself, um, it, the problem is obviously you don't know exactly what the story is uh, and you're trying to uncover it. And at points, um, I, I felt a little bit like, well, have, have I done it right? Am I doing this right? Which you, you don't really, you're not supposed to feel, obviously, but you can feel a bit like, oh, am I missing out on, on the bits I should be discovering uh, you get a bit of kind of anxiety, maybe. Um, but uh, and I think at the end, I did feel a bit like, oh, I don't think I got the whole story. There, there are different endings you can get. And but I guess that does motivate you to then go back and, and try it again. It's just how much you, you you want to really, you know, when, mm. when, when you've done all that investigating and you still don't have a maybe definitive ending. Um, so it, uh, it does right. depend how you feel about that kind of thing. If you want a game where you know you're just going to go through the narrative and at the end, that you know that's it, it might not be the game for you. But if you're interested in sort of exploring things and discovering things, and it's not going to lead you all the way, then um, that might interest you more. Okay. And how long did it take you to well to finish the first first time playing through? So first time, as I said, it's about five five and a half hours. I didn't look yeah. through all of the video clips so that okay. was about about half i think i saw about half of them so you can there's about 120 clips i think and some of those clips are about 10 minutes long so you can gather from that it, it would take you longer if you wanted to watch all of them um you know that would take you probably about maybe eight or nine hours or longer maybe okay so if you go through it all it could take you that long Okay, so that is Telling Lies with Laura's very truthful review. Yes, the last time. I like <laughs> and you can get this, I believe, it on Steam and GOG yeah. and places, the typical places. Yeah. And it is uh, Telling Lies. So but maybe start with her story first, see if you like that, and then move on to Telling Lies. And so, okay. And um, is are you able to tell us what game you're playing next, or is that still under wraps? <laughs> well, having come back from Gamescom and done that telling lies with you, I am currently just having having a bit of a break from uh, reviewing. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I w- there's a game. It's not it's not a definite adventure game, but it's got elements of adventure games. Um, I'm playing uh, called Observation. Um, I don't know if you've heard I've of that. Heard of it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know much about, but I've heard of it. Yes. Um, uh, I won't go into to too much detail but it's basically you're um kind of like in 2001 a space odyssey but you're playing uh how uh so you're, you're kind of the ship's computer um and it's all about um moving about the ship but obviously things go wrong uh, on this spaceship there's um an astronaut on board and it's you you're kind of controlling uh the space it, like the cameras on board the ship and moving between them and watching from that point of view so a little almost a little bit like telling lies in a way again um it's not fmv but a little bit yeah um so it's that kind of puzzle element of you having to switch between these cameras and, and things like that 
Okay, sounds interesting. Well, maybe you can tell us more about it uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> when, uh, when you finished it. That, it sounds sounds interesting. Mm. Look forward to to he- hearing. I don't know if I t- talked about that game on this podcast. Actually, <laughs> I'll have to go back. <laughs> I know, but as I said, my memory is is is, uh, is getting worse and worse. So. Oh, <laughs> But uh, okay, so I will include the link to your review of Telling Lies as well if people want to know more about the game uh, on adventuregamer.com. And as was mentioned, the uh, link to your articles on Gamescom as well. That uh, there can be playing too many adventure games. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> yes. we just need a break, as good as they all are. Sometimes it's it's good. It's good to. To just you know step step back. I know that sometimes myself and Thomas uh, can do that uh, yeah. as well. But um, but no, thank you so much for. Jo- I hope to have you on again uh, soon. Yeah. Hopefully, you can be a rec- regular contributor on the podcast. It'd be great to uh, really enjoy this. Yes. No, <laughs> Let's see, we'll think, we'll think about it. <laughs> see what their reaction is. If you get a lot of comments saying, oh, no, no, don't bring her back, then, uh, then maybe I, not. <laughs> I, I, I am thinking that people might want to hear more of you than of me. So <laughs> <laughs> They might be saying, Shorsha, can she replace you? Can she? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that that would not surprise me. So, uh, but yeah, no, I'd love love to have you on our show again. That's with myself and Thomas. Hopefully, again in the future when we get together again. And yeah. of course, hopefully, hopefully we'll meet at Adventure X this year. Are you planning on going yes. this year? Oh yes, yes. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> right. no, this, this year, I'm hoping to plan it better than last year because I only went on a Sunday last year, uh. and I, I went day from Dublin I had one hour sleep so oh. <laughs> so when you when you're talking about playing the games in front of the developers and I just couldn't resolve the simplest of puzzles because yeah. I just couldn't think so <laughs> I'm hoping it will be planned better <laughs> yes, uh, no definitely so. yes yeah, see you there um and yeah hope, hopefully uh have more sleep <laughs> uh, I, I plan to thank you so much Laura And uh, we'll talk again very soon. Yes, thank you. So if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a adventure game developer or adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you